Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner of the human psyche, find new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contented. Since our life is based on narratives, stories that come to define our our day-to-day, our our value systems, our relationships, and so on. Because narrative is imperative to the human phenomenon, and we can't really leave narrative. Although we attempt to, we attempt to leave the story. It's it's pretty difficult, and I might ask, why want to leave the narrative? What's so terrible about a story? It's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. What's, instead of narrative, what takes the place of narrative? For example, you meet somebody for the first time. There's a first impression. Then there's the relationship, the base material. And then there's the departure, the separation, where the relationship has moved on. And there's that conclusion. There's the beginning, the introduction, the body, and the conclusion. We frame everything like that. We need to lead up to something. We need to be in that something. And then we need to leave with proper regard from that something. For example, entering a job right there's that interview that first impression seeing the office for the first time meeting the people for the first time seeing their expressions seeing who you are going to get along with and who you aren't seeing who your friends might be seeing what the aesthetics looks like how you feel about the aesthetics and then there's the actual work the day-to-day, the coming in, the grind. And then there's the, I guess, the departure time where your mind is about leaving, separating. And things start to take a, a deeper regard for you. Even that aesthetic that you first came to know now has that same light. You want to Study it because you know it's going to be gone. You want to see who your friends are and who your enemies are. and You want to take an accounting as you leave. You don't want to just abruptly leave. Almost like a first impression in order to leave. It's like, let me capture this because it's going to be gone. Now what's interesting is that During the intermediate phase between the beginning of the job and the end of the job, that phase of just committing, just being in that state, that phase has very little impression on your soul. It's not to be remembered like the beginning and the end. In fact, how you felt 
that first day and that first impression will account for a lot of how you feel during that phase of just being in the workforce. And this could be in a relationship, right? How you felt when you first met them will determine how you see them throughout. That impression matters so much because we can't leave that. We can only build on the past. We can't leave the past. If we got to know the color white, we can't walk away from that color white. We could exaggerate it. We could study the different shades of white. And we could become professional whitesmen. But we can't leave that initial experience, impression of, of, of that color white. How you felt about the aesthetics will be, when you first met the aesthetics, will be the determination of future experience with the aesthetics. Now, I think the assault on the narrative in the modern era, where we're saying we're not based on this. In fact, the first impression is just like the second and third, meaning to say, I could work, walk in on the 50th day of the job. The second month into relationship, I could walk in and revolutionize it, color it however I want, and see it however I want. The thing is, what's bringing you to do something like that? Why would you try to change your entire experience of that setting? There can't be many reasons. I mean, I guess you would change it in order to make yourself feel better. Change it in order to change the relationship, maybe. But to revolutionize it like a, a first impression experience. There's something um, strange about that. That tact to, to do something like that. But I'm not, I'm not an argument of that. It could be that you can. It could be that you could walk down the same road you've walked down many times before and really recolor it like a first impression. Although it would take immense energy and intuition to do something like that. The problem is that even that is going to be based on your initial experience of that road. Because you can't forget that. You can't remove that from the equation. I'll give you an example. You know, if you're doing a, a document, right? And you, you have the option of redoing or undoing a, a certain act, a certain command in the document, that way, if you made a mistake and so on, you could retract. But you can only retract or redo if, if the 
if there's a basis of what you've made previous to that that's saved on the document. But if your document is blank, it's nil, you can't redo or undo because there is nothing to go back to. If you're an attempt to create a, a third impression, just like the first impression, you're only available to do it based on the fact that you have a first impression. You would not be in this office right now, in this relationship right now, if not for that first initial experience. You need the Word document to be made to some level in order to undo certain actions or redo certain actions. But it's still on the platform of some sort of work or experience that's happened. That being the case, that being the case, The assault on narrative to try to uproot the first and last impression, the the up, the down, the roller coaster of a narrative, and to see it as a linear experience is not being honest with the past, present, and future. The truth is that a certain level of narrative is based on the fact that we are bound to the past, which is the introduction. We are steady in the present, which is the body matter. And we are focused on the future, which is the conclusion. We are walking into, we are, are walking matter that's in a narrative. We can't deny the past which makes us to, to who we are. We can't deny ourselves as, as we are. And we can't deny what we will become as we see. What we could do is see the earlier narrative, the past narrative, see the childhood, see it in a new light which will change our present which will revolutionize our future. We can't do that. But we, what we can't do is take away that narrative and say, oh, today is a new day, and it's just this moment. It sounds good, but we are bound to other moments. We're bound to the past. We're bound to the story structure. I'll explain why narrative is so important. I was defending the assault. Now I will explain why it's imperative. Well, if you know that your present moment experience of something new will be the basis of what all your future experiences of that experience is, meaning if your present day you're entering a new job or entering a new relationship, you recognize that this is a more important moment in your life and that this moment will 
have tentacles in all future moments of this particular. It always it also goes on to the days of the week, since Saturday is the culmination of the week, according to most. The beginning of the week will define the end of the week. Just by fact that we're stuck in a story and we've met the earlier stage of the week with a certain mindset, and that will be built into the week as we go along. Just by the fact that we've cut off the cycle to a seven-day week, that subconscious recognition of cycle of week, of month, of year, means that its beginnings and ends are narratives and its middle are body matter. How we leave the year and how we enter it become more important than the middle of the year. How we leave and enter the week is more important than the actual week. And how we leave and enter a month is more important than the experience of the month. It's it's all depends on how strong you recognize the cycle. Being that a year is impressionable on the soul because you you can't look back in a 5-year span. You need you need years. You need cuts of a certain amount of time that's not too long that you could kind of compress into oh that's 2016. That's 2020. So years have a deep resonance of cycle. And you'll hear the idea of New Year's resolutions and so on. Or leaving the year. You'll notice that newspapers will, at the end of a year, will discuss the topics that were arrayed in the entirety of the year. It's almost like they are living that experience that recognizes that the conclusion is more important than the body matter. That being the case, every experience, every relationship, every new place, location is important with this because if you went to that town once, that will build to whatever experience you have in that town in the future. And then when you leave that town, in your mind, at least, as the culmination of your experience in that town, that will also define your experience in that town. Meaning, you could have a terrible relationship, but then the last couple of weeks, you walk away with so much closure and readiness of taking on and battling life and so on, that you could see the relationship in your memory as something special. What couldn't happen if, let's say, you had a job and during that job of a year span, two weeks were just phenomenal, the middle, just, but it won't have that dramatic effect of your memory on that experience because it's not on the sides, it's just in the middle. It doesn't matter to you as much. But if you concluded on a great note or you entered on a right note, 
it will form in memory. Now, why is this so? Why do we care about the beginnings and ends? Well, I just said because, well, I could explain the beginnings first. Everything is built on the beginnings. So if the beginnings are something special, then the middle will have an opportunity to be built on something special. Since you can't eradicate the past, you can't eradicate the war document and create a new one, you're bound to it and its tentacles. Now, mind you, you can explore your first impression to the deepest extent, almost to infinite. Meaning you saw the aesthetics as a black and red experience. But what does black mean to you? What does red mean to you? What does your experience mean to you? What does your state of mind at the time mean to you? And so on. You could just explore it to its never-ending tips. Almost the point of sacredness. Of holiness. Now, let's explain why the conclusion, the culmination of an experience, a cycle, is that important too. Well, your mind knows you're leaving. You're leaving the week. You're leaving the month, the year. Your mind knows that. It's asking for your transcript. It's asking for the, the biography, the autobiography of that experience. Because it knows that memory is not fortified and this needs to be booked, labeled, colored as this. It needs to be recognized as something, whether it's good or bad. It needs to be recognized because you gave blood and sweat to it. So in that culmination, if you choose to create a story with it, a great story with it, mind you, or you choose to allow it to be a terrible story, something that you've despised, as you walk out, for example, you kick the door as you leave the company. You lash out your bad words as you exit. You're doing harm to the entire experience because you're fortifying in the memory that this experience is that terrible, that this is what it comes down to, a kicking of the door and inappropriate phrases to people that you've held resentment to. So you're not just expressing at the moment, you're telling a story about your entire experience at that company or at that relationship. And mind you, let's get a little darker or the most dark. When we leave life, we're at the, the gates of death. And life is a cycle, too. We're born and we die. If you kick the door or become depressed or become anxious or have anxiety or other labeling emotions or experiences or views, and you do that at the culmination of life, you're translating. You're, you're writing your autobiography by saying, this is what life comes down to, this depressive emptiness 
of hate and spitefulness. But if you ever notice the greats, they will write the most beautiful autobiography at the end of their life and how they view this situation. They will culminate with gratitude of the time that they had, the relationships that they tended, the friendships that they molded, and so on. They will be in a state of ecstasy, of trepidation, but ecstasy, in those moments because they know that this is something bigger than just this moment. They're defining life itself at their gates of, at their door of death. And that's profound to see that. It's beautiful. It's, it's stunning. And that, that is why conclusions are important. Now you might claim that body matters too. And you could access body matter in a way that really revolutionizes your being. But mind you that if we're going through many cycles, for example, the week, month, year, life, those are just four. Then there's the job, the place you live, the relationship you have, each child that you have, your year, your, um, your, your personal year, meaning your age. Just mentioned like eight or nine, eight or ten um, cycles. They're all running at the same time. So you don't need to focus on the body matter in order to revolutionize your life. You can focus on the cycle itself. You always have another week to focus on the beginnings and ends or the month or the year. You can do that with all your cycles. And then, mind you, if you get creative, you could create your own cycles. For example, you could have a cycle towards a certain ideal that you had. You decided that masks is a great ideal. Wear masks. And then as you went along, you, you re realized that you need that individuality or that connection to others. And then at some point you realize that, no, maybe connection is keeping people alive. And then you move to recognize that maybe social order is better. And then maybe telling Big Brother, telling the government that you have your own individuality. And then you go through this cycle of ideals, ideas and ideals. But it's a cycle. It begins. It begins with COVID. It begins with something. And it ends. It culminates when it fades out. Now, how you define, for example, COVID is a great cycle, not just the mask aspect. Like, how did, how did you enter COVID? Which most people entered with dr drama. And how did you exit? When it started fading out, how did you say, okay, now we're ready to look back at it? And how, what did you say about it? Oh, that government oppressing idea. Or how did you come to define it? Because those two things matter more than 
the experiences during COVID. So instead of assaulting narrative, and I think the biggest assault on narrative is that we don't get to define our reality in present time. And I think that's kind of true, but there's those that assault free will and say we don't get to define our choices in real time, which is also true, right? There's so many variables that bring us to think and do what we do. So instead of um, being upset that you can't create your reality, recognize that there's so many narratives that you could enter and redefine or define for the first time or conclude properly. You could write that movie well. You don't have to have a shabby movie. right? If you don't like the movie, you could go on to something more HD, more defined and, and proper, more storyline. You can watch a better movie. You don't have to assault the whole idea of movies in general, assault the whole idea of narrative in general. You could just make a better movie for yourself. Yeah, you are defined by certain things. The weeks, the months, the years, the age, life. There are certain cycles that you can't leave. Because you can't get away with saying, oh, it's a different month this this month. You can't get away with saying that uh, the week is eight days or nine days. You just You can't because of the cultural imposition. So you're stuck in certain cycles and certain cycles you can create and certain certain cycles you can recognize you could have hundreds of cycles and you could be revolutionized each each one of them and the more color and audio autobiography content you add to these narratives the more present and control you have in the present moment you can open up the floodgates of whatever you actually want so don't assault, revolutionize. Recognize that it's there and it's fundamental and it's paramount and so on and so forth. But that this can open up your life. And mind you, once you get to become familiar with narratives, you'll recognize the, the, the ups and downs. You'll start to see life with in a graph and you'll recognize where you need to be because you understand that oh i'm in a down in this narrative let's focus on that narrative like you could you could you could really swerve through things much easier and even predict things you could like see the narrative like covid was a good one you could see the narrative changing and you could see where it's going you know you, you start to understand the end. So that being the case, get on the narrative path. Don't fight it. Recognize the first impressions are important, or whatever they are. And that you need to revisit the first impressions. Just like we always look at our childhood as something to revisit with so much truth and depth. We never ask, why is it childhood and not adulthood? Now, the psychologist will quickly answer that it's when we're most vulnerable. But that's not, it's not enough depth. According to what we're saying, it's not just vulnerable, but it's, 
the introduction to life. It's the first impression of life. It's not the vulnerability of life. You could say that your interview is a vulnerable experience and therefore you have a first impression and it matters to you. But that's not really true. It's not the vulnerability because you could be confident in an interview, but it will still have the first impression. It's the vulnerability of the blank slate of that experience. But it's not vulnerability in the sense that children are sensitive and like immature and lacking that lacking that consciousness that and they're dependent on experience and society and their parents and culture so that's the depth of the childhood thing which is such great insight but it's recognizing that it's the cycle that that makes it depth the beginnings of life and looking at that will create your narrative now and will revolutionize your future so that's the narrative path there is almost unlimited to talk about when it comes to narrative but we just uh, walked into it and I hope to make more videos about narrative because I think it's being assaulted one and two it's it's so important it really gives you an opportunity to be mindful and real and true and recognize the fundamentals of your nature it's like making peace with your own mind and self that's where that's where the gold's at thanks for listening and if you would like to see the video version of this check out my channel on youtube Thank you.